It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 94 of Coach Unplugged. Um, we're drawn here to the middle of August and uh, things are winding down, especially for all the all of you that are out there that are teachers. Um, it's definitely winding down. Um, thanks so much for joining me today. I, you know, I can't tell you how much I love doing these. We're going to have a great interview today with Coach Smith, who, who runs United Basketball Clinics. Now, you notice I don't, don't do a lot of plugging of other things other than teachhoops.com, um, but we're going, to talk, we're going to talk hoops first, and then we're going to talk about his basketball clinics. They're great. Um, you know, I, I, I would definitely highly recommend them. Uh, I was going to speak at one, I think at the Hoosier Gym this year. Is that or Minneapolis? But it doesn't work out because I'm a, I'm a volleyball coach. But um, I will put all the stuff in the show notes for United Basketball Clinics. If you Google that, you'll get everything you need. But um, there's some coming up in September. There's some coming up in October. What's nice is Coach understands how busy all of us are. He makes them one day, quick, in and out. Um, you know, gives you staff discounts. So go over and check it out. Um, but before we get to that, I do definitely want you to go over and check out teachhoops.com, especially because we're getting into the fall right now. Um, it's a super exciting time for our business. Uh, you know, we're putting up new stuff all the time and, you know, I know with, with the upcoming season, we're all thinking about the fall and football and how we're going to get our guys ready or gals ready for, for the basketball season. So it's a great time to jump in and get a 14 day free trial. Um, you know, it's every resource that you would need to become a better basketball coach, go over and check it out. Um, you know, I feel very passionate about it. I, I, I love it. It's the reason I started it. So go over and check it out. www.teachhoops.com. And last but not least, please go over and subscribe and like, um, we really want to work, move our way up. I, I just want to be able to get this out, um, to more coaches. Um, all the ones that have contacted me have said how much they love it, but I just want to make sure we can get it out. So when people are searching for it and looking for it, they can find it. So subscribe and like, leave a review. Those are all really important as far as iTunes and Stitcher and Overcast and all the other places people will listen to podcasts. So if you can go do that. All right, here we go. Coach Smith. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. 
All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Coach, I want you to introduce yourself first. And then um, just usually the way I start these is I like people to kind of tell about their basketball journey, kind of how they got to where they are. I was just just reading that you got a new head job and uh, um, your resume looks very similar to mine. A lot of jumping around and uh, <laughs> until you find that perfect spot, which I eventually found. But go ahead. I'll turn it over to you and kind of give us a background and introduce yourself and yeah, um, my name is Matt Smith. Um, I've been coaching basketball for about 17 years. Um, I got my start as a student assistant at Tacoma Falls College. I actually was a soccer player in college and then kind of got away from soccer. Okay. <laughs> got up with the men's basketball program. I loved basketball in high school, played it. Uh, but soccer was the sport I was just better skilled at. I um, got plugged in with Coach Lance Martin at Tacoma Falls College. Uh, was with that program for two years. From there, I went to Stevens County High School as an assistant coach. Uh, then I graduated, took a head boys job in Atlanta for five years, took a girls job, relocated to Chattanooga, um, took a couple girls jobs here, took a boys assistant, and then I just took the head boys job at Gordon Lee High School. So I've been around five or six high schools in the last 15 or 16 years, head, head assistant, boys, girls all over the place. Right. And I, and I've, I've said this before, I think there's pluses and minuses of that, but I think you, you'll learn a lot on each step. Can you, can you speak to that? You oh, probably, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never thought I would be uh, in the girl, coaching girls basketball, but when I relocated to Chattanooga, um, you know, like I've always told people, you don't move up the ladder by turning jobs down. <laughs> so I took over probably the worst program in Chattanooga and was really successful there and coaching the girls side. Uh, I think it really improved me as a skills coach and fundamentals coach and also my vocabulary, my terminology, uh, because it was a low, these kids didn't have a lot of background. So you had to kind of work your way up from the bottom, even though they were high schoolers. Right. Um, and then I went to a school here, Boyd Buchanan high school with a good friend of mine, uh, Daniel Gilbert. He was the head uh, boys coach. And I was with him last season, learned a lot, very organized coach, uh, great communicator, a very detailed and so, and I think I was just primed and ready to take this head job at uh, Gordon Lee. It's right over the border in North Georgia. And this will be, is this your first head job? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, like I said, right out of college, I got a head job for five years. Years. And I was athletic director from like 22 to 27. Way too young to have that much responsibility, but I learned a lot. You do. I think you learn a lot. I mean, you, you can't, there's a, there's a difference between moving one seat down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of people in that seat next to you that always think, "Ooh, I." But that step is a big. That's the biggest step there is because oh, the stress level triples the expectations. The just everything that from parents to booster club to administration to running your own budget. Um, it was it was good for me to be an assistant coach for a year, and also made me realize just how much I want to be a head coach again. And right. I want to get back to the boys' side. And um, I interviewed at five or six schools over the last two years. I've turned down a couple of head boys jobs looking for the right fit. And then uh, Gordon Lee opened up. And it's a really just uh, special school program, very small town, Georgia. Um, it'll be a really nice fit for me. Yeah. And, it, and it's all, I mean, it's all about trying to, it's like, it's like getting married, to be honest with you. So you got to find the right fit at the right time. And the past yeah. got across, you know, um, yeah, you got it's 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 about the kids, it's about the parents, it's about the administration, it's about all that kind of stuff. Definitely. And if it doesn't work, what I tell people is, you know, 
go find something else if it's not working. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of jobs I interviewed for around here in, in Chattanooga, and I didn't take them, and I was kind of kicking myself. And then I look back on it, it was the right decision. You know, if I was 23 or, four, 23 or 24, I never would have turned a job down like that. But you get a little older, you've been doing it a decade and a half or so, and you realize there's more to just having the head coach title. I mean, that, right. I, that's great. But if it's not the right fit, you're not going to be there long. And you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be there long. And you're not going to be able to motivate the kids. You're not right. you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, I was in the gym day with my boys. It's like, if I'm not in there and I'm not feeling connected and I'm not invested and I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to be in a 90 degree gym in the middle of June, you know? Um, no, you definitely can't fake passion. <laughs> Maybe for a short while. But uh, it's going to affect your whole quality of life if you're in a job that's not the right fit or a school or, you know, the academics. It, it's, a, it's a family environment. You're there, you know, hundreds of hours outside of teaching. Right. Or, or whatever your job might be. And so you're out there every day in the summer. I mean, you've really got to be passionate about what you're doing and care about the kids and the overall program. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that down. I just wrote that. Like, you can't fake, fake pay. Yeah, I always say you can't fake hard work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like you can't fake a, your jump shot. Like come January, if you haven't put right. the time in, I'm going to know. Cause it's, oh, yeah. you know, um, but I love that. I can't fake passion. You can't. I mean, um, I was in my classroom. I always have life lessons and um, I've always thought of a side podcast for life lessons. But anyway, you know, I spend the first five minutes of every one of my math classes and we talk about life more mm-hmm. than the quadratic formula, which they don't really care about. Right. And um, I tell them, find something in life that loves you, but loves you back. Um, you know, I've been very blessed to do that. You know, I, you know, I might play the piano and I might, I might love doing it, but it might not love me back. If right. you sing, it'd be similar. Um, but find something you love that loves you back and it won't be work. You know, I've never gone to work a day in my life to be honest no, I, with you. I agree. <laughs> um lesson for the kids here so we'll come back i'm gonna ask you i've got some questions i'm gonna ask that 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 i ask everybody that comes on and then we'll come back and talk about your clinics okay we'll we'll end with we'll end with rapid fire all right so if you could only do three things at practice what would they be and why um i think the transition defense would be one if not the top one okay just because it you it happens 70 80 times a game if you're not good at transition defense you're gonna be a really poor basketball team and i i wasn't always uh, like this had this mindset but this last year or two i really focused on that um i would say shooting definitely have to uh, i definitely want to get shooting in every practice and uh rebounding okay I mean, I think if you can rebound and you can play transition defense, you can be a pretty good team. And, you know, you can work in some other skills there within, you know, within those things. But I think those are three things you definitely have to do every practice. Yeah, and I talk to my guys about there's a difference between being a scorer or being a shooter and being a scorer. I said everybody in this gym can be a shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, you just got to put on the reps. It's it's getting stronger. Not everybody can be a scorer. Like right. it, take, it takes, you know, you watch right. the NBA. And it, and it was shooting, finishing moves, and things like that. It kind of all bundled into one. But um, yeah, transition defense. I think as the game is faster and teams want to get up and down and not run so many sets and run an offense, you you have to have a a plan in your transition uh, to be successful, or you're going to give up a ton of points. 
Right. And you can't give up easy points. That's a huge, you know. Oh, absolutely. You can be the most talented team, but if you're giving up, you know, 65% of points on the break, you're going to lose a lot of games. A lot of games. Yeah. Um, so if you could go back to yourself, you know, as a younger coach, like that young 22-year-old coach, what would you tell yourself? This is for more for the younger coaches that listen to the podcast. Yeah, I would tell myself you cannot – make too much of a win or a loss. I mean, when you're young and 22, I mean, you're just holding on that record and, you know, you're 13 and 12, you're going into your, or you're 12 and 13, you're going that last game, like you got to end 500. You just, right. It's all about that. I mean. And uh, we've been, we've in, I don't know about you, but I've been there. <laughs> I'm still um, like that at times. I mean, that's not to tell myself next season. I'm going to have to tell myself if we start out three and four or three and five or something like that, I'm going to have to tell myself it's okay. It's a long process. It's a long process. Yes. When you take over a new program, the process could be a couple of years before the system is in place and you get the buy-in and everything. So it's not going to happen overnight. But I would just say, you know, you cannot hang your happiness on every single thing that happens on the basketball court from seven to nine every night. And it's hard not to do because we love the game. We're passionate about the game. We've been in thousands of hours to be where we are. More competitive. My brother made a point to me one time. You know, we won three state titles. We've lost four or five in the finals. He goes, if you're only going to be happy, Steve, if you win it all, because mm-hmm. <laughs> once you've won and won, it's like tasting blood. You just want it, you want it again right. and again. So he goes, if you're only going to be, and it, and it took me into my late forties to kind of figure this out. But if you're only going to be happy when you win or win it, you're right. never going to be happy. You have to look at where's the progression of your team. Right. And, and I had a prime example of that this year where I had a really – I had a good team. We weren't great, but we were good. And we made it to the state semifinals. But we got better. Mm-hmm. I was smi- – I mean, I, I still smile. Yeah. I, I mean, tears in my eyes at that banquet because those boys went from here to here, and that's all you can ask as a parent, as a coach, as anything, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we expect our kids to recover from a win or loss pretty quickly. And we have coaches have to do the exact same thing. Leave right. Exact same thing. Um, and it's difficult. Um, especially if someone's in a position where they feel like their job's on the line or things like that, and the pressure builds up. But, you know, if I could go back, just take it a little slower. And you're not going to learn everything that you want to know. Like, I think that we want our kids to pick up things quickly, but as a coach, you know, after 10 years of coaching, I knew a lot more. After two more years of coaching, I knew – and so now I kind of have a pretty good philosophy, but it's still ever-changing. Right. So it's a process for us as well – and it starts out for the first time you coach to the very last time you coach. And that could be a 40-year span for some people. Right. I think we put too much pressure off. We've got to know everything immediately. And with the you know, social media and Twitter and, and just this fast-paced knowledge right at your fingertips, we just – I think coaches grasp on to every little quick drill they see. Someone with a big name does, but it doesn't fit their system or their process. And they really have a jumble of just random things they're doing, but it doesn't point the kids in the right direction. It's like, it's like there's this over – there's just too much information out there, to be honest yeah. with you. It's overwhelming to, even mm-hmm. to me. And I, I don't remember who I was talking to recently, but I feel like – you know, I've been teaching since I was 22. I'm, I'm, I'm 50. I, I feel like I'm just getting the sync of both teaching. I feel like I'm just getting my rhythm right now. You know, all the ups and downs and, mm-hmm. you know – that it's not going to come like this. You know, you don't become a master um, your first year, you know. Oh, it takes decades if you stick with it. And I just think that – and administrators have to see that as well, too. If they hire a guy, they've got to be patient with them. 
Right. Um, sometimes that doesn't happen. So you put pressure on these young guys at 23 and 24 and you know, there's so much to do with. They're just not ready for it all. Right. And they're not ready. It, it, I, I go back to my first teaching job. They taught me about how to teach math, but they didn't tell me about the irate parent or the phone call that was going to happen at 7 p.m. <laughs> it's the stuff they don't, that you're just not ready for until you've done it. Yeah. My first teaching job, I was 22 went to a small school in Atlanta. I had five different preps. Five, I was the only history teacher. I had seventh, <laughs> eighth, ninth, tenth grade history, PE and wellness. And then somewhere in there, I taught a Microsoft Excel class. <laughs> I was the head boys basketball coach, the head JV coach, and I had no assistant coach for two or three years. And the next year, I became the athletic director. Oh, my God. You couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough to take that job now. Now, when right. you're 23 – just like responsibility and titles and it made me who I am today. But man, if I interview for a job now and they say you're a head coach, you've got four different classes of prep for, I'm like, man, I'm the wrong guy for the job. Right. And like, golly, fresh out of college, couldn't manage kids, couldn't manage anything. And it looked right. like it's kind of funny. And somehow you get through and you, you survive, you do a pretty good job. And, but uh, it's juggling. It's like, it, it, yeah. it is. I mean, every <laughs> night it was just lesson planning and basketball, lesson planning and basketball. Right. And now it's like I have to have a little bit of free time. Yeah, and I, and I all, I, you also get a rhythm too, or the the teaching thing. I I know what I'm doing. Right. I can kind of you know you're walking in. I, I I teach statistics too, and I I was talking to my kids, and it's like I think as a coach and a teacher, people don't understand the number of questions you are asked in a day. <laughs> and the kids yeah. go, "What do you mean?" I go, "I'm not just asked about math." You're asking me to sign this planned absence. You're asking, can I go to the bathroom? You're asking. It's, oh, yeah. it's like a barrage. For people that aren't teachers, you should go into a classroom for right. a day and see what we do. And you then know? when you get out, you don't want a question from anybody. Right. It's like, I want to get just in a room by myself. Let me walk. Let me go for a walk. I, my wife goes, why do you walk the dog? I go, because it's like, I can the just. dog's not going to ask a question. Dog's not dog's in a sniff. And I, it's gonna leave me alone for forty five minutes. And I can come out of my um, and come desensitize. All right. So tell me about your coaching philosophy, if you could, for the people that are listening. What's what, you know, kind of summarize. Give me your. I'm not sure how old you are, but your Cliff Notes slash Spark Notes version. Yeah, my my coaching philosophy. Uh, I mean, I you know, defensively I mix it up every year. Offensively we change it up some. Uh, pretty much I've got kind of, you know, one overall mantra now I say a, a hundred times of practice. It's the 100-100 rule, 100% effort, 100% of the time. Um, I'm big on presence, how the kids carry themselves. I don't have some great acronym or a bunch of posters up. Right. When you get there, you are going to work hard. Not right. just work hard like, you know, we think uh, we're going to give everything we've got for the school, for this program, and we're going to – be a defensive-minded team. I mean, obviously, I'm a defensive-minded coach, and some years I've zoned, some years I've man. That's that's beside the point. But I think it's. And I'm also become more relational. Um, I'm I'm less of the yeller and screamer and throwing stuff and kicking stuff than I used to be. And I'm not saying I still not prone to do that, but I think that I want to coach in a method that is not going to alienate the kids. Um, I think you have to coach kids how you respond. You right. know, if I walk into work and my boss tells me everything I do negatively and nothing I do. I'm going to struggle on that job. Right. I think kids are the same way. So I try to be more relational. I try to instill them a work ethic that is above anything they've ever done before. Um, and I've never really put my philosophy down on paper. 
really no and i think i think it's changed too for someone that's been around a really long time you know i grew up in the bobby knight era (laughs) You know, and my twenties were just oh my gosh! I, I wish I had tapes of it. But mm-hmm. and but I've learned, and I'm and I'm married a psychologist, so I've learned a lot. But um, you know, it is really like when it comes to March, they gotta know they gotta know that they're gonna go to battle. We're gonna go to battle together, and that they're gonna trust me. And that, yeah, I I think it, I think especially with high school boys, not, I haven't coached girls in twenty years, but high school boys. If you get them to buy what you're selling, they'll they'll run through a wall for you. you oh, that's a, that's a very good point. We always talk about trust the system, and I'm going to play the five guys I trust. But it's right. a it's a two way street. If the if the players don't trust you, then it's going to be a very difficult year because every single day you have to convince them to work hard or you know what you're doing. Right. So, and I think that they respect someone that pushes them really hard and demands the most out of them and the best out of them. doesn't tolerate being average. Right. But you're right. I'm, I'm going that now, inheriting a, a new program, um, and we've got eight seniors. Well, they've had one coach for three years. This new guy comes along. So I've got to, this summer, build this trust. Right. The, your I, summer should be all about trust. And, you know, yeah. it's almost a love. Like, my, I started five seniors for the first time in my coaching career this year. And I'm telling you, there's a, there was a connection and a you know a, mm-hmm. a love that you just don't normally see. It's crazy. And then and then it, when you tell them to do something, they'll do it for you because mm-hmm. they they don't want it's like a parent. They don't want to disappoint. They don't yeah. want to disappoint the school. They don't want to disappoint right. the brother. They don't want to disappoint you. There's all these levels to that. So yeah. when you can tap into that trust and they believe in you and you believe in them and you're all there one unified group, it's really special. Yeah. It takes time to get there, but you're right. My summer is about building relationships. X's and O's are nice, but that's not what the summer is about. You know, I took them out to eat all the seniors the you know, first weekend, you know, spent some time with them every single day, and then hopefully gain that trust where, um, you know, when November, December, January kick into play the summer, we'll have set a good, you know, cornerstone for what we're doing. Right. All right. What would you tell a young coach if they wanted to get into coaching? Any level. I would, I would, um, any level, I would tell them to, first of all, find some people, they start connecting with other coaches, um, start connecting. I don't, you know, for some people, they may call their old high school coach and volunteer. Yep. Um, I didn't get paid a dime. This is funny. I had two years, the student assistant deal. I got a windsuit. That's it. <laughs> yeah. a windsuit. The That's second, good. It's good. Better than polo. Probably the second <laughs> My, my third year, I was at Stevens County High School, student teaching. I volunteered my ninth grade team, the JV team, and the varsity team assistant coach. I mean, I didn't go home for Christmas. I volunteered. I did everything. At the end of the year banquet, I remember uh, Jeep Cunningham. He's a really good – he was a really good coach here in Georgia. Uh, I got a $10 a gift card to Applebee's. And I put in – I was doing two or three practices a day, Saturday morning. So you, you definitely are not getting it for the money. Right. volunteer your tail off, do whatever it takes. Cause you'll need that guy on a resume one day to make a call for you. Yep. Oh yeah, man. Matt was a really good guy. He did it for nothing. You need that. So he's a worker. He's going to show up in time. He knows his stuff. Yep. He'll do, he'll do anything you need him to do. He's going to be good, good example for the kids. Uh, but if you're, if you think that day one, you're going to start off with the best high school program in town, maybe you will, but more than likely 
you may be the sixth. Well, I hope you're enjoying this, this discussion as much as I am. What, what a great discussion with Matt. Um, so we're going to get into greater detail about some of his basketball philosophies and definitely his camps and those kind of things in the second half. Please go over, check us, check us out at www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We really appreciate you doing that. You know, 14 day free trial. I know we're all revving up for the basketball season. Um, you know, I can just tell you that what a great community we have, how much I love our community, how much we're able to help each other, and I'm able to help. So, sorry about that. I hit my hit my mic again, moving my hands. There's a little bit of, I don't know if there's any Italian in me, but there's definitely some Irish. So, I move my hands sometimes when I'm talking. But go over and check it out. Please subscribe and like. Please leave a review. I know that that that'd be huge for us, and especially for Coach Unplugged. You know, this takes a lot of time to do, and it really um, makes my argument to the to, to my wife a lot easier when, when I can show her that there's a lot of people listening and downloading and subscribing and liking that, that I have to, to go to my office and, and do my hour long podcast. So we'd really, really appreciate that. And, and, and in my intro, I didn't give Matt a shout out. I usually give them, give them a shout out. I, I, I didn't do that. So I'll do it here. All right. Here's Matt. You may be the sixth grade girls coach at your high school and improve. You can do that. Well, and then in five years, you were maybe you want to, you know, follow right. up the ladder. But it's a, again, it's kind of like it's a, it's a crock pot. It's not a microwave. You've got to be able to take time with it and put in the hours for free. You miss a lot of stuff. And if you truly love coaching, you don't look at it as a sacrifice. Right. It's not a missing. But it's like I think we've all, all of us that have been successful, I think we've all put our time in. And not that you necessarily have to. Some people don't have to. They get lucky right. and stuff. But, you know, um, you learn so much. It's like, you know, working at McDonald's, you learn something that maybe I don't want to work McDonald's when I'm 45. I mean, all of it is an experience um, that I've said a million times on this thing that all the head coaches I was, I was been under from playing to coaching. I took a bit of them. I took a piece of them. I'm who I am because of who I coached with and who I learned in the clinics I went to and the yep. books that I read back here you see all the books everything yeah. is a little piece yeah. that became what I am you know yeah, I would I would tell guys work as many camps I mean you know I think if you, you want to be a college coach the camp way is yeah, the way you, to go you got to get plugged in at camps you got to get plugged in go to clinics volunteer to do clinics volunteer you know just Put in the time, be around basketball as much as you can. Find the two or three authors that you really like, read everything they've got. And I would say read a lot of leadership books, not just X's and O's. Yep. Get John Maxwell, get Gordon, get these guys. Oh, those are, I mean, yeah. Just if you read all their books, you're going to be fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's the route. I mean, my route, I mean, I, I'm blessed. I mean, the fact, I mean, head jobs are hard to get. Right. They really are. I don't care where, what level, there are 100 applicants. So if you get a head job or a head assistant job, you are very, very blessed. So keep those contacts. Do right by people. Yep. You'll never know when the door is going to open. Be a loyal, loyal assistant. Be loyal. Yep. Even if you don't agree with what's going on all the time, you are loyal. That's a great point. No one's really made that when I've asked this question, but that <laughs> you you don't want the job through the back door by backstabbing the head coach. I mean, no. I, I'm telling you, all the coaches I've ever hired under me have been loyal, hardworking. They want to be a head coach at some point for the most part, but they're going to work their butts off. Some have become AD. Some have become head coaches. Yep. Some, some some are fine just not being a head coach. It's just, it oh, yeah. depends. But I would trust them. You know, I do. I trust. I mean, and I and I as a head coach, as I trust them more, I basically 
you know, I turn over my scouting to one of my assistants, mm -hmm. you know, camp, all, all this stuff. It's because I know they can do it. You know, I trust them. They're good. You know, the, 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 the train's still running, you know, no, that, that's important. That's really important. And I, you know, that's a good point. Like you don't want to hire someone who would like, go behind someone's back or do something shady to get a head job. Cause that's not the kind of person you want to surround yourself with, you know, long-term. Right. And that's for the people that are listening to this. If it's not the right situation and get out of it and go find a different job, it would be my advice because you still might need that recommendation. They're going to look at your resume. If you're trying to work up the ladder, you know, Absolutely. and the college game is all, I have, I have a, I have a division one assistant, but the college game is really about, you got to make connections. It's who you yeah. know. It's who you know and who can you befriend when they get, oh, yeah. you know, that it's all about that, you know. You have to obviously know the game, but you have to be able to do that too. Right. Definitely. All right. Let's. Um, do you have any superstitions? No, not really. I, I don't. I mean, I don't wear the same tie or not step on the line. I mean, I just, I really don't. Okay. Yeah, that's good. You, you want a few. Most coaches have a lot of superstitions. Oh. Um, I think I ate twenty six number threes one year when we were undefeated. It was crazy, and McDonald's <laughs> probably killed me. Um, <laughs> If you could talk to one coach for an hour, who would it be? Anybody? I think I would either. I would talk to um, Shaka, Brad Stevens. Man, there's so many. I mean, yeah, Brad's know. on my Brad's mine. I've said it three or four times in this podcast. Brad's mine because because he's a little bit of an analytical mathish guy yeah. like me. Um, and I think what he's done at every level is Oh, my, yeah, what amazing. he does is really phenomenal. An hour with Brad Stevens would be phenomenal. I think uh, Sean Miller, I've been looking at more of his stuff recently. I think he would be an interesting guy. He's going to be really good. I think that was a good hire. He is sharp. He is yeah. sharp. Yeah, that's a, that's a great hire. Um, if you could only do one offense and one defense for an entire game, what would it be? Defense, man-to-man, uh, -man, probably pack, pack line. Offensively, I'm changing. There you go. Yeah, I'm uh, changing some things I'm doing uh, this year. But I'm actually going to work and install the blocker mover soon. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say I would run that because I've studied it, and I think I know it pretty well. I haven't installed it yet. It's going to be probably next week. So I think what, what I'm doing now, I was a read. I did do read and react for a little while. The, so I run a variation of the read and react. I used to be a flex swing guy, and then I went to motion, and now I have a group. And then we variation. We did a variation of that because we had a, some bigs. But now I, I basically simplified the eighty-seven thousand layers that he has on read and react down to um, five or six, probably. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, it's just they can't. I can't do it. I only see my guys for four months. I can't do it. No, I think, yeah, I mean, a buddy of mine got a job, a, a JV job, and he said the head coach said, learn the first two letters of read and react. So when you get to varsity, I'm teaching them three more. I said, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the thing about read and react, I wish would be a little better. Everyone I see is just a passing cut, passing cut. You, I don't know, if, don't know if I would even teach that one of the first layers. I might hold off on that because that's everyone's go-to. I would merge dribble drive with read and react on some level that would be if someone wants to if, if there's a listener out there and you want it you want your niche that's the net uh, that's the next step yeah. i think um, yeah so i would merge dribble drive 
throwing, throwing some pin down screens, things like that, maybe some dribble handoffs. But and that's what I love about you. Is be, there a lot of ball screening in your area? Um, that seems to so be a new – yeah. So far in the summer, we've seen quite a bit, but I'm so new to this new league in Georgia. Okay. I, I believe we'll see quite a bit of it. Um, and we've been working on our pick and roll coverage recently because o- over the summer we've been, we played man-to-man. We haven't played a ton of games. I was a late, late hire. But uh, I would say 98% of the possessions we've been in man, and we've seen quite a few. And, why, and how do you deal with a, uh, a screen and a, a, a ball screen? Well, right now uh, we're just putting in kind of skeleton defense. Uh, pack line, uh, mainly our pick and rolls come at the top of the key. So we get over the top of the screen. Oh, you do? Yeah, we're getting over the top of the screen. If you have to go up under, I, don't, I see at our level, I see a bunch of guys dribbling off that and pulling up. We want If to, you go under in our league, you're gonna, they're going to shoot over. Yeah. So we get over the top of it. The big steps up, but he's on the pack line to kind of be there. As, I don't use the word hedge, but it's kind of a hedge. Yeah. The weak side can absorb the roll if he rolls for a second. And then if he gets over the top of it, we've done a really good job getting over the top of it so far. The big can recover because a lot of guys like to, you know, pick and pop. Uh, but it's really – it's that weak side guy going to be there to absorb the roller if he gets stuck in the screen and the big has to help for longer than, you know, a second or so. Um, and we've done a decent job with it. But, you know, we've had about seven practices right now, maybe eight. So we've got a long ways to go on that. But I'm – do you jump it? Do you ever double it or jump it? I have in the past. Over the summer, we haven't really done that yet, but we will, and based on scouting and things like that. Because I don't think most kids, I, and I've said this before, I don't think most kids deal well with the jump. When you come at them hard on that, there aren't, I mean, at least the ones I've seen, especially even in the eight, the, the ability to be, get, to be able to get out of that double and to be able to make the roll mm-hmm. and the pass, so you got yeah. two variables moving at the same time is a difficult thing at the high school level. Yeah, and I think especially you've got a, a real a big coming up there to double and a big wingspan, a big body, That's a you're right, that is a tough uh, pass to make, especially at the high school level. Really. It is. It really is. So, I mean, and, and we want – and we basically want a state title because a kid went – a kid hedged and then recovered, and our point guard just, like, you know, did the little hesitation, took a step back and hit a three. Mm-hmm. So, it's like – I don't know. It, again, it depends on the scout and all those kind of things. For we're sure. playing with some things, but just for the summer right now, that's what we're doing. It's been successful. But I want to build the toughness, get over the screen. We're not switching. Uh, and we'll have a call for that as, as the season moves along. And, and the switching part goes to whether, you know, do you have people that are, are, are similar? You know, right. I'm going to start – a bunch of six, four guys. So we're going to do, we can switch and it doesn't really affect us. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I could have a five, seven point guard out there and a six, six, two seventy big. I'm not switching. <laughs> you can't switch. Definitely that. not. But it, you're right. Other, other, like if my four, I could, I could switch on some of those. Cause right. we're not, you know, trotting out a bunch of six, four, but we've got, you know, from five eleven to six, two, six, three is kind of interchangeable. Right. All right. So tell us, let's, let's talk about the camps. Let's talk about your, uh, your clinics and stuff. So give okay. Us- yeah. But, well, I'm excited about the clinics. Tim has <laughs> nothing but nice things to say about you. Trust me. Oh, Tim. Yeah. Oh no. Tim's great. Actually, Tim's one of those contacts I made when I was 20 or 21 in New York, he was the AD at a camp. I was the basketball director and he's been a great friend for 17 18 years isn't that crazy i just i i I had a podcast with don showalter which would be going up i don't know when this one's gonna go up but anyway how he you know he's the he's the youth director now Mm -hmm. for um usa basketball it's crazy 
He's an Iowa guy. You know, he just connected, did cams, connected with – I mean, that's what it's – it just, you know, doors open and he walked through them. It's crazy. Oh, Tim, Tim's been great. He's he spoke at my first clinic. He's speaking at one in Houston. But, yeah, the clinic started in 2014 because I, I moved to Chattanooga in about 2008. I was coaching basketball here. And um, I was like, man, there's got to be a clinic close by. It's a pretty good-sized town, a few, you know, 400,000 in the metro area. But I'm having to go to Atlanta or Knoxville or – farther away and so I started the Southeast Tennessee Coaches Clinic and had some really good speakers I mean luckily Chattanooga has a lot of good coaches around like Matt McCall was here he's not UMass Will Wade was here yep Jim Foster who's a Hall of Fame girls coach with probably about 900 wins I mean just phenomenal coaches here so I founded that and it went 2014 and 15 and 16 really successful pretty good numbers and people started discussing hey you know what about expansion so I formed United Basketball Clinics and we'll have four clinics this fall Chattanooga August 26th Houston September 9th and the the big one is the Hoosier Gym Clinic September 15th and 16th then September 23rd in Minneapolis Minnesota and I've just been able to make some great contacts in these cities and just some really strong lineups for these clinics. I don't think what people realize too, and then, and this is just purely observational for me. Like I go and get more from those clinics when I go mm-hmm. hear a high school coach that's that's been successful and done it. Absolutely. And when I go listen, you know, don't get me wrong, I took a lot of notes when I listened to Coach K, and you know, right. you know, but half these guys still tell stories, and they're like, it's fine, it's entertaining, but. That's not really why I'm at the clinic. Right. Well, yeah. so it's, it helps when you can relate to the person. And if that guy's coaching high school, he may be the top high school coach, but he's still working with 17 and 16-year-olds. Right. You know, someone – I mean, I, we have some really big speakers coming in, but I think the small NAI coach or the D3 coach or the high school coach, we can get as much out of. Um, so, no, you're right. And, and the clinics have just really grown – um, got some sponsors, Dr. Dish, Noah Basketball. Uh, it's kind of helped with some costs and bring speakers in. So uh, they're really coming along. And I'd love to expand it and maybe in 2018, you know, do a couple in the spring, four in the fall. Uh, that That's the plan. Right. And I think it's a great thing. I mean, it's a great way for you to be – you to get oh. back. I mean, people learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I will do is I, I always I always kid that people are either – running or in their cars when they're listening to these things mm-hmm. so i will put i'll get all the contact stuff from you put the dates and all that stuff in the show notes so when people are listening to this when we're yep. done you can go back and click so what is the website so you can just say it so everyone can hear it it's, uh dot okay so united basketball clinics that's all one word right dot com, dot com. Okay. And it's, a, it's a pretty good website and every link for every single clinic has it on link you can register online you can see the lineup of speakers i don't have all the speakers completed yet like in indiana we need 10 we have right. seven um still hoping to get uh, someone from indiana which i think we will okay uh, i've reached out to butler staff we have some great coaches uh, a couple of great high school coaches and head coach at the university in indianapolis indiana state um Man, my mind. I just. I think no, no, but I think it's. I think what's what's unique. It's it's like even me doing this podcast. When it's amazing, people want to talk about things they love. To be honest with you, and yeah. Which is still wanted. I mean, they want to do it, and you know. Oh man, these coaches are great. Got Rod Belanis from Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, the coaches. 
people will say, how, how do you do this? That's like, I just call them. I just, text right. them. it's not, I don't have some master plan. I mean, it's a lot of organizations, a lot of money up front on my part, the t-shirts, the meals, the venue. So, you know, it's a risk. You never know if you're going to even make your cost. Right. But I, the, the, um, what I've heard back, the feedback from other coaches, they really love it. And I think that I'm going to larger metropolitan areas. Now, granted, the Hoosier gym's in Knightstown, which is middle of nowhere. But right. the fact that this is the gym where they filmed Hoosiers. Right. That's just, people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. And it's only 35 minutes from Indianapolis. I think that could, will be a really, really large clinic because I've done a lot of clinics just as a coach attended them. And I like most clinics to be one day. So you don't have to spend two nights in a hotel buy your meal, you're out 500 bucks. Right, yeah. You come to my clinics, bring your staff, 70, 75 per coach. You have lunch provided, you get, and, and then you're out and you're home by six o'clock. Right. So I don't right. love getting up a full weekend when I know every Friday and Saturday is going to be taken for four months in the winter. Right. My family, people love to watch college football. Right. I, I get that. Yeah. And have you found fall or spring to be better? Well, right now they're all in the, in the fall. I'm going to try for the spring coming up. But there's such a short window. Yeah, and I think AU is an issue too, probably. Yeah, it's gotta be, you know, a week or a couple weeks after the Final Four. Uh, you got to look at when these colleges have graduation. You've got to look at the AAU schedule. So the window is a lot smaller in the spring. Right. Um, but September has been a good month. I could probably go into October if I needed to. In Chattanooga, I'd do it before college football starts. Right. Because if, if Tennessee football plays – Football in the Florida, South is a whole different ball game. Oh, yeah. If Tennessee plays Florida, it could cut my attendees by 30%. Right. But I don't think anyone's really following uh, the – minnesota football program up there so <laughs> badger football they are they do well uh, there's eight yeah, thousand people that's badger true. football it's crazy and, you, know, you have a purdue indiana game but yeah. i really for texas i got every single i got baylor a&m texas rice every single football schedule i could and made the best decision possible you obviously can't find when they're all on the road or i'll have a bye right so i think right. that, that week that weekend's about the best we could do because Texas, I mean, they play high school football games on a lot of Saturdays. <laughs> so you really just have to go with it and, you know, really market, market, get the information out there. And I do love the one day. Th I do. I mean, that's the thing is, is it is a grind. It's like convincing. All right. Hey, I'm going to be gone from November to March, but Hey, can I go spend a weekend in Chicago? And it's like, okay, yeah, that's the hard part. Especially when All your right. kids are younger. Oh, absolutely. And we are experimenting with the Indiana clinic. It's a, it's a, Friday night, first sessions, I think it's six. Three, four speakers on Friday, six on Saturday. And that will work. People can get home by Saturday then. Yeah, yeah and you don't have to take off work early because what I get into is, you know, am I asking a guy to take a Friday off work, use a personal day, two days in a hotel, you're away from family. And I know I just can't spend $400 every time I want to go to a clinic. Right, right. And what makes these clinics, I think, really good is they're all on-court demonstration. None of them are in a lecture room or a hotel ballroom like you're on the floor with will wade and 10 college athletes and he's showing you you know havoc or his right. chaos that's what you know rick bird was great from belmont you know rick bird showing you the offensive system he runs yeah it's really special that way i think you know players uh, coaches can take notes but they all go so can see it and and there's an interaction too that it's different than in yeah. the classroom it really is all yeah, right, so I will put all that stuff in the show notes for sure. All right, so I'm going to do my rapid fire here. Um, what's your favorite basketball? 
You mean brand of basketball? Yeah, your favorite basketball. It's funny, when going back as a kid, I remember we had Baden. Baden's not around much anymore. It's I always think about Baden. Just right. because growing up, it, it's what we used. All right, that's the one that got – I've had that a couple times recently. What One word to describe your ideal player. Loyal. Oh, I like that. That's for coaches, too. One sporting event. If you go to one sporting event. Masters. All right. Uh, Favorite pregame meal? Uh, Chick-fil-A. There we go. We just had one go across from from our high school. One thing you do to relax? Uh, Play golf. Okay. Best player you you have seen in person? I saw Kobe Bryant. Best player of all time? Michael Jordan. I think he's got like 97% of the votes on that one. I'm going to have to reevaluate that question. One thing you, uh, one thing that's helped you become a better coach. Um, I would say having a core group of a coaching circle that I can talk to about things, seeking wisdom from others, your inner circle. I don't remember yeah. meet the Fockers or whatever it is. It's like right. your inner circle. You got to, that circle gets smaller as you become ahead, but you got to trust that circle. Oh yeah. Like when I have a job interview or so I cut, there's three people I'll call or text and we talk about it and, and they'll give me honest feedback. Yeah. I like that. Best game you have seen in person. Best game I've seen in person. Well, back when I was coaching in Atlanta, I mean, just we, my team lost a triple overtime game, 116 to 114. <laughs> I, I don't go to a ton of pro games or things like that. But, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm selfish. That that was a phenomenal basketball game. I blew it. I still think back to how I blew the game and we were the one. But that's the one I always think about. We were playing Hallelujah from Augusta. We won a state title on a triple overtime. That's crazy. Um, One word to describe your coaching style. Intense. One book you would recommend. A Season on the Brink. Oh, I haven't had that one. I love that book. I think I read that book like six times. Uh, one thing you would tell a young coach. Just be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. And uh, what's your favorite play or trick play or thing you would do that most coaches wouldn't do? Oh, I don't have a ton of trick plays. I've got a nice little play versus two, three zone that I think we probably score 75% of the time off of. It's just little – it's just a basic play, but it just works every time. Yes. They're, they're, I, I, think, I think everybody has one of those in their, their ace in the hole. I have an out-of-bounds yeah. play like that. Every team I've gone to is a head coach or assistant coach that we run, and it's just been really – you're just you're shooting a layup versus and two. It, and it works. Yeah. It works. All right. Anything else, Coach? It's really been nice talking to you. No, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. You're a great follow on social media, and I appreciate everything you do for the game. Um, I, I really – Appreciate you having me to talk about the clinics and just basketball. And the game's been good to me. It's been yeah. really good to me. I mean, I tell people outside of my faith and my relationship with my family and my, my wife, my relationships through basketball are the most loyal and best friendships I have. And this game's been really good to me, and I, I appreciate you. Yeah, and, you know, that's what I always tell people. Is it, the game's been good to me. I want to be good back to it, you yeah. know. Um, you know, and that's what I try to do with this. And I'm never sure if anyone out there is listening, but I, I get emails. People are responding all the time. Yeah. So I think, I think they are. So no, you have a pretty, you have a good following. You really do. 
I and do. I, I appreciate that. You're, you've been very blessed, and you do a lot to grow the game. Great. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. You know, I, I love talking to coaches. I love communicating. You know, I'm always looking for new people. If anyone's out there interested, email me at steve at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, I'm always looking for people to to interview. I obviously have some in the queue right now, but if you're interested, please let me know. Um, and I would ask that you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, I've said this a thousand times probably, but it, it started out of love. It started out of a need that I had as both a youth coach and a pretty successful high school coach. Um, you know, just someplace, a, a community that we could get together, but a resource. Everybody uses it a little different way. Um, you know, you will not find something like this on the web. I sure haven't seen it. I haven't, you know, um, if you do, let me know. I'd love to hook up with that person. Um, but I, I haven't. And it takes a lot of time, but I, I sure love it. So I hope you go over and check out www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. And have a great week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.